Chris, here we are back home in New York. Now, bud, I know we've been around the world. We've seen the mountains and the glaciers of Norway. We've been to the rocky cliffs of Ireland. We've explored the deepest forests of Belarus. Bud, but nothing, and I mean nothing, compares to the beauty of this city. New York City. Take a deep breath, pal. Do you smell that fresh New York City air? <laughs> yeah. But we're back home. And how you doing, Blue Balls? Oh, that's good, bud. Yo, Blue. Hey, check it out, bud. I think that fucking police filly's eyeballing you. Boys, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I think it's time we hit the fucking streets. Oh, Chris, watch that fucking dead body there, bud. Just step over it. Oh, oh. oh, and you got a pile of human shit right there, bud. Careful. <laughs> boys, we're back. We're back in the New York Cruise. number 27 of the Between the Cracks podcast. I am your host, Bill, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Now, Chris, before you say anything, I gotta ask you, bud, how's it feel to be home? We are back in New York. How are you doing? Good. Chris, I love the enthusiasm in your voice tonight. (laughs) This is gonna be a great episode. (laughs) That's so funny. How we uh, quote unquote travel to all these places, yet we <laughs> never leave the house. Never left, left our seats, <laughs> uh, dude, but we're back <laughs> because tonight, <laughs> tonight, I was just fucking laughing every fucking Monday. Now it's like it's getting more and more dreadful to do these episodes. It's like we just keep pushing through, but we're always kind of like waiting on the other one to say, "Can we do this later in the week?" Like, so I was <laughs> on the verge of texting Chris tonight. I was like, bro, I just don't have the fucking energy to do this. Can we please do it <laughs> some other time during the week? And then I get a text that says, is 7.30 good for you? So I was like, ah, I, better not, <laughs> I better not be a pussy and just fucking do it. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. If you had if you had managed to eke out any word that involved a reschedule of this, this would be the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have happened. <laughs> can't dude i can't because this fucking heat is driving me nuts i swear to god it's literally like 97 i think on fucking sunday or whatever one day on the weekend 
Lara took the kids down to Derek's house. The shit was 105 degrees. To, they took them down to go in the pool. I, could, I didn't leave the house. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere when it's that hot. And it's crazy because you'll be outside and then you'll come inside. And you really start to realize how horrible it is when you've been inside for like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes and your body's gotten used to like being in the 70s. Dude, I've never... So like the, the temperature in the house is like 78. Which is high for normal. Yeah, it's fucking high. When you compare it, when you compare it to like the mid to upper nineties, it's just crazy, dude. It's just like this is this is our dude, bodies are not meant for this shit. But it's so weird. Some people like I told you, my fucking my cousin Vicky lives down in um, Austin, and they oh. love this shit. They live for it. They fucking love it. They uh, anything in triple digits, they fucking love. I don't get it. I'm sick to my fucking stomach. I'm sitting in this room recording this thing, which reminds me, this has to be a quick fucking episode because I can't sit in this room without the AC for another fucking minute. So we've got to get going soon, Chris. Well, but in other good news, my uh, New York Metro back and they got their asses kicked by the Yankees two games in a row. So that was good to see. I only saw the updates. I, I haven't been watching it. Is it televised? Yeah, it's televised and there's nobody in the stands. And, you know, some of the guys were wearing masks and shit like that. So it's kind of weird, but at least they have, like, the um, the fake fucking, like, the crowd noise in the back. So <laughs> at least when you're listening to it, like, if you're doing shit around the house and you listen to it, it still sounds like a regular fucking game. But then, you, you know, if you're looking at it, there's nobody in the fucking stand, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> a recording from <laughs> the World Series. It, it actually looks like a Mets game in fucking mid-August. Nobody in the stands. <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe it. So what else have you been up to this week, Chris? Well, the week just started, so I... (laughs) (laughs) That's right! (laughs) We are on... I'm all fucked up because it takes me so goddamn long to edit these episodes. I mean, I think last week's episode took me like three or four days, and I was just doing a little bit at a time, so I don't even know what day we're supposed to be releasing these fucking things, you know... What day we generally record? It's everything's all fucking mixed up. So you get them when you get them. <laughs> and it, you may have noticed that the uh, there has been more. Well, I should say, less of our banter has been edited because, <laughs> Bill, I just don't think we give a fuck, dude. Last week I had to cut it down. I honestly, I like I looked at it and it was. I think it set a new record for us. It was 28 minutes into the show before we had even started talking about the fucking case. And my man, we're in no better shape tonight because we're probably about 10 minutes in right now. We haven't said anything about this case yet. We'll get to it. We'll get to it, Chris. I mean, please. (laughs) No rush. I'm finally waking up now. I'm finally fucking waking up. Now, listen, this is our big return home to New York, right? And everybody's going fucking crazy. This is a reason to celebrate Do you hear me, Chris? <laughs> I said, this is a yes, this is a reason to celebrate. And funny enough, mentioning about being back in New York, a friend of mine, who's actually a fan of the show, gave me a couple of ideas on some stories that he uh, wanted us to cover. One of them being the Amityville uh, murder cases and uh, the eventual hauntings. My dad used to take me, he lived in Long Island, I was in Yonkers, so like he would take me out to look at this fucking house out on Amityville where the fucking murders and the hauntings took place. So, I mean, I think that that started and, and uh, spurred a little interest in this true crime shit for me, you know, being a young little uh, lad. But uh, we'll be covering that fucking case in uh, 
full detail, buddy. But uh, anyway, that game... That's, that's a classic. Yes, it's a fucking good one. And actually, Chris, we were going to be sending you out there for <laughs> a remote investigation. This is going to be fucking awesome. The fuck you are. <laughs> but anyway, that was requested by our good friend, August Cruz. And I want you guys to go check out his new book. This guy's a writer, and he kicks fucking ass. And the name of the book actually kind of coincides to what we're talking about tonight. The name of the book is Stalker. And you can find it on Amazon. Get your ass up, get out there, and purchase it today. That's Stalker by August Cruz. All right? One of our supporters of the show. Now, what's the, what's the thing we say? Hashtag buy local, buy small business, buy whatever the fuck the thing is. Just go out there and support <laughs> these fucking uh, independent artists, man. It's a great fucking thing. And uh, that's what we need more of in this world. Am I right, Chris? Oh, but you are. Yeah, bro, that that Amityville case is fucking crazy, and I don't know which one's scarier, the fucking murders or the <laughs> reported hauntings that took place <laughs> afterwards. I love anything that's based off of, like, especially if it's based off, like, an old, older movie that happened to be based off a true story. I love that shit. Yeah, dude, there's a shitload. I sent you that other one today about that fucking, uh, God, I think it's that house in Nyack that is the only registered fucking haunted house by the Supreme Court or some bullshit. So that's another local one we'll have to cover. And then the other thing I sent you, bud. So we're going to be stuck in New York for three fucking weeks because uh, we have a local homegrown Bigfoot case to cover, bud. (laughs) The elusive Bigfoot. (laughs) Which is going to lead into one of our newest characters that's going to be making an appearance soon. Oh, this is going to be absolute gold <laughs> he is coming soon he is in the pen warming up and he will be out on the field ready to play within the next few weeks <laughs> a very good friend of ours yes a good friend indeed but chris i'll tell you someone who didn't have a good friend and that's the couple we're going to be talking about tonight it was a nice little segue wasn't it but tonight we're talking about the very bizarre case of uh bill and dorothy wacker now <laughs> now chris uh let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. So funny. Let me ask you a question before we get started. Do you like whacking things? Um, yeah, I use a trimmer every once in a while. Weed whacking. Is there anything? Is that what you mean? Is there anything here you'd like to whack? My man, <laughs> you better back the fuck. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> You can't look at these people's names without fucking coming up with a fucking dumb <laughs> juvenile fucking joke. God. But anyway, this is a great story. You know, Well, great for us, but not so great for Bill and Dorothy. And this one was a classic Unsolved Mysteries case. And I had to watch it today to do a little research before, <laughs> before I got on a mic. But uh, this week we're going back to 1984. God, I was just a wee young boy. I was nine years old, Chris. I wasn't even born yet. I was, God, man. I was just about to be born in a couple of years. I mean, th- this is what I'm talking about. We are just traditionalists. We are historians. I mean, this is the stuff we live for. And that's why people love this podcast. Am I right, Chris? I say, Chris? <laughs> well, I can't speak for them. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 
get down to this shit, dude, because I'm burning life. I've got to get this. This episode has to be under 40 minutes because I just got to move on with my fucking life. Let's get into it right now. As I said, this is the story of Bill and Dorothy Wacker, a rather elderly couple living in the quaint little town of Maslin, Ohio. This couple had been married for over 48 years, right? So it's got you got to imagine that they're living a nice, peaceful little life in uh, middle America, right? And for all intents and purposes, they were. And that seemed to be the case until they ended up experiencing a string of break-ins. The odd thing here is that their house was broken into once, like window was broken, and their house was obviously disheveled and whatnot. They made the decision that nothing had been taken, so they decided they weren't going to contact the police, which is odd, right? That's an odd thing, especially if you're an elderly couple with no way of protecting yourself. You would think immediately you would call the police, right? Now, you say, uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Am I right, Chris? That's how the old saying goes. Well, but I... in this case... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Chris, uh... There was a second break-in, bud, a few months later. And, um, what do you think old Bill and Dorothy did? I'm betting they probably notified the police directly. No, 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 my man! No, they did nothing again! They once again did a surveillance of their fucking property and their inventory of their goods inside the house, and nothing, at least to them, appeared to be missing. So they just let it fucking fly again. And this time, windows are broken, shit's overturned. TV on, chair turned over. (laughs) Signs of a struggle. And again, no police report. Do not call the police. And uh, finally, Chris, finally, 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 on January 16th, 1985 now, now the calendar year has changed, so maybe this will spark some change in the Whackers. I'm going to ask you, what happened on January 16th, 1985? Well, I'm glad you asked, Bill, because this time, things were a little different. <laughs> oh, whoa! Their residence was targeted a thrice time. Unbelievable. Uh, and despite an investigation, which did happen this time, nothing substantial was able to be gleaned. So, basically, life just went on. Well, that is until six months later as of right now you're probably up in the air it's like what's what's happening here you know is there an actual person behind these fucking attacks are they doing this to themselves like is this a hoax what's happening here i mean at least that's the way i look at it now things start to get a little uh darker because now we're in july of 85 we're about six months past the third break-in now this time dorothy is actually home and uh, she's home alone, recovering from heart surgery, of all things, right? And uh, the poor little old Dorothy is, like, in the kitchen. I don't know if she's baking, doing whatever. She gets a knock on a door, and uh, it's some young guy, right? Fucking, like, 20-year-old white guy or some shit, blonde hair. Kind of looks like you, Chris. And uh, <laughs> he comes to the door. She answers it without hesitation. You know, you got to remember, too, this is the fucking 80s. And I, I guess people were a little bit more uh, open to letting strangers into their fucking house, because I I don't give a shit if it was a little fucking kid crying at my door. You're staying right there, and I'll call. I'll call somebody to come pick you up. So, yeah. so anyway, she fucking uh, she lets this guy in because he says that oh he's having some car trouble. Can I please just come in and use your phone? And the funny thing is that she asks, "Well, where's your car?" And he goes, "Oh, it's down a couple blocks." 
but it's like the, the street is lined with fucking houses. So why the fuck would you bypass those 10, 20 houses just to come to the Wackers fucking place, right? But nonetheless, this is what happens, or this is what is reported to have happened. So she lets him in to use the phone. She goes back into the kitchen, and this fucking little asshole's talking on the phone, pretending like he's getting a tow truck or calling for help. You hear him from the other room, at least according to the reenactment, Thank you very much for letting me use your phone. And she says, you're welcome. She turns her head. She's still in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, you see this creep come back from behind the wall in the living room and smashes her in the back of the fucking head, rendering her fucking unconscious. And it's at this point that, <laughs> man, this is brutal. He fucking hogties. He hogties little old Dorothy. Bounce and gags her. She's in her late 50s at this point. Just had heart surgery. And now she has somebody crack her over the head and bound her and gag her. Like, that's... I'm surprised she didn't just have a heart attack. And, I mean, the way they do it on the reenactment, too, it's like... I mean, no, those are such classic reenactments, so... <laughs> I mean, it's... The, the acting's not always the best, but they do a nice job. I mean, it's just little ladies there, and, you know, she's, she's doing what she can do to, to, to parlay the information to us. Let's leave it at that, Chris. <laughs> But she was able to fucking crawl, right? Like, just scurry yeah, she... around and slither to get to the fucking phone. <laughs> well, that's the interesting part. So she's bound and gagged, and I guess not very well, because she's able to uh, remove the gag from her mouth and crawl to the window and scream out the window for help. So her neighbors... <laughs> her neighbors, I guess, were close enough to her. I'm, I'm assuming this is a nice little cookie-cutter town where the houses are close by. And she gets the attention of her neighbors who immediately call the police, come over, assist her. So Bill and the police come to the house uh, with medical assistance. She describes the attacker. Well, so she wasn't really paying attention to him on the phone, right? So she had let him use the phone and was in the other room. So she overheard him saying goodbye to whoever was on the phone, if, if he was even talking to anybody. And then she assumed that he had left already. And instead, she what we think anyway is that he was still there. This wasn't somebody else. I mean, there is a there is a slight chance that I guess it could have been someone else because she she didn't see the person hit her in the head. She was hit from behind. I mean, how many people are roaming around his house? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most likely this person who entered the house. The house. So the description of this guy. She gives, because she saw the person who used the phone, blonde hair, blue eyes, about 5'9", someone in their mid-20s. So that that's the sketch that they draw up. And this time, they discover that things are actually missing. What was They're, missing? Chris, please, what was missing? <laughs> a antique watch, a movie camera, which I can't imagine what that must have looked like oh in the, in the 1980s. He probably would have needed a trailer to take that thing out of the house. <laughs> Uh, a radio scanner, which I'm assuming is, you know, like the CB radios. Over and out, good buddy. Yeah, the the old school way of contacting people ten, uh, in the area. 10-4, pal. <laughs> and, <laughs> alarmingly... Fucking stupid. <laughs> his twenty two caliber revolver had also gone missing. Hmm, that's interesting. But the eeriest part was what was written on the wall in Cran. A message that? that said, cheaper, but will do. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so, is this cocksucker have the balls to fucking break into someone's house, steal their shit, and saying, ah, you know, this is fucking cheap, but I'll take it. 
I mean, that's what it sounds like to me, dickhead. So let's, we'll get back to maybe kind of deciphering that message, but take it as you want, uh, but a very vague message indeed. The cops show up, they do a little investigation, they actually look into pawn shops locally to see if they can't find the stolen items and potentially get the suspect who did all this, but they, they ended up finding nothing. So the police do all this shit, can't find anything. Now, this is when the fucking quote-unquote harasser pushes things up a fucking notch. And yes, how? How can you get much worse than fucking beating the shit out of an old lady and stealing all this shit? Well, this guy just keeps calling their house and pranking them. you got to remember, too, this is back in the 80s, so they changed their number various times. So, like, you can even have your number unlisted, and you used to have to go through a fucking huge phone book to find somebody's number. So somebody put effort into constantly getting their fucking phone number because it was a bitch to change your phone number back then. You know, it wasn't just like you go to a fucking cell phone store like Verizon or some shit and get a new number automatically. It was a big fucking ordeal to have your number changed. Yeah, and I wonder, too, how how difficult would it be to procure the new number if it wasn't listed like how would you find out what the number was when it was changed yeah exactly well if a number was unlisted you weren't able to find it back then from what i remember being a kid like if the number was not in the phone book i mean you would have to know somebody who knew that right, number. there's no internet yeah to find out so what, what do you think off the top of your head that the only way that the person would be able to find out what the number was a family member Family member or something relating to the police department. Or whoever changes the number. Ooh, okay. The phone company, The the phone company, yeah. The phone company. I I would think that, obviously, it was somebody related to someone in the family or a family friend or some shit. Somebody who obviously knew them and was able to pass that information along. And it's also a very small town, too, Mm -hmm. so... Like, everyone knows everybody, I'm assuming, or something like that. But well, then it gets fucking crazy. So this guy keeps calling. Every fucking number that changes, he's still calling and saying stupid shit. He's threatening them. And, and now I'm getting pissed. He's bothering these old people to, to no win. So I'm getting fucking irritated now. Poor Dorothy and Bill are, you know, subs- you know the, the calls have maybe subsided a little bit. They're trying to get a little rest at night. Pounding on the fucking side of the house. Like, punching the side of the fucking house. Bill gets up, he loses his shit, he runs outside with a gun, nobody, there's no, there's not a fucking trace of anybody. So Bill had fucking had it at this point, right? He's running around like a madman, can't find anybody, so he he ends up, and he talks about it in the episode, how he went out and got security lights put in. And it, it's funny now, because when I was listening to him talk, I was thinking, oh, he's going to be talking about putting surveillance cameras up, thinking... You know, I completely forgot we're talking about the early fucking 80s, so, you know, that was something that was really uh, a little bit uh, out of that time frame. No CCTV here. Yeah, not here. Not in Massillon, Ohio, at the Wacker House, but he did install some security lights, and uh, Chris, were they of any help? Well, judging by what the assailant wrote, I would say no. What the fuck did he write this time? (laughs) <laughs> oh no come on a note i'm imagining the security lights that he installed the movie the burbs when they <laughs> when they trip the wire and like the floodlights in the backyard <laughs> that's what i'm imagining security lights so this person writes a note after the lights were installed that says your lights are a laugh now that's not nice and let me note that lights is spelled with a z Ooh, so he's hip <laughs> they examined the note and 
they tried to acquire fingerprints, but they couldn't. The cops came into this shit? Yeah, and they believed that the writer was trying to conceal his or her handwriting by using their non-dominant hand to write the messages. I, I actually looked up pictures of the fucking letters. Yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like like a kind of a kid's handwriting, but obviously it obviously made to have looked that way. Right. You ever try writing with your fucking non-dominant? Yeah, it's hand? I, oh my god, I write. You're you're left-handed, right? Right. And I'm I'm right-handed left. <laughs> <laughs> so when I try to write with my fucking left hand, forget it, dude. It comes out pretty bad. So, this note is examined by the police department. They think that the person just tried concealing their handwriting by writing with the other hand. They didn't find any fingerprints, and they examined thinking that the letter was written with the person's other hand to conceal their handwriting. I'm I'm thinking back then, uh, it was probably easy to just get away with writing, just wearing gloves, and nobody would ever know anything. But that's not where it ends. Well, let, let me break the positive news here, because something positive happens. Later that year of 1980, now we're still in 1985, all this shit's taking place in one fucking year, right? I mean, this initially started in late 84, but, you know, the the third break-in started in January 5, the attack was a few months later, and the constant persistence of uh, harassment... Yeah, it's really only, it's really, it's been since July, it started in July yeah, so it's of 85 when things started... Getting crazier, yeah, it got fucking crazy. Uh, but we got some good news, right, pal? Because it comes to find out that old Bill found that the uh, 22 caliber revolver that was stolen, his gun was back. It was returned to him. It was returned to him along with the three other stolen items. All in... Each <laughs> individually. All in little plastic fucking, uh, <laughs> like, uh, ShopRite bags. To really throw people for a loop. And, of course, they checked these all for fingerprints but found nothing. Nothing. Shocker. So... In all their days, they've never seen something like this before, where somebody stole someone's shit and then returned it. Oh, well, they got this great detective on uh, on this episode, and he looks just like fucking Phil Donahue. And you can kind of tell, he, at least the way I'm reading his facial expression, he doesn't believe shit of what the fucking whackers are saying. He thinks that, at least to me, it seems like he thinks that this is a fucking inside job. Because he said it's the first time in his career, basically, that stolen items have ever been returned. So, unfortunately, that's not where this ends. Oh, come on. I'm getting fucking tired. Basically, time just keeps going on, and this tormenting just keeps happening. So, this is just... And I'm talking not, like, months. This years. Even now, eight years later, Dorothy gets attacked again uh, on October 27th of 93. Bro, this is fucking crazy now. Now you're talking... Now we're going upwards of, of a fucking decade uh, of mental and physical fucking um, assault. Yeah, so the person must live locally Yeah, to, to be constantly doing this. And they suspect... Now, hear this. Don't, don't give everything away yet, Chris. <laughs> so, we'll just say she gets admitted to the, the Affinity Medical Center where she's treated for a concussion and some skull lacerations. She got blasted pretty hard on this one. But I was laughing on the... Re- <laughs> and, and I'm not... La- not listen... Don't send me any hate mail. I'm not laughing at a little old lady getting hit, okay? What, what, what the, the reenactment shows her going outside to walk the fucking dog and let the dog, like, outside in the backyard at night by herself. First off, I'm telling you right now, if I'm getting harassed like this through all these fucking years and I've already been physically attacked, that fucking dog can take a shit in the kitchen. I'll deal with cleaning it up later. I'm not taking the thing out at night by myself. There's no fucking way. And that's exactly what happened here. She fucking took the thing for a walk 
on the back end of her house, not even a walk, she took it outside and things running around, and that's when you see a shadow come up behind her and basically smack her in the fucking back of the head again, and this time, it put her in a fucking hospital. Again, with this attack, uh, Bill was not home. He was nowhere to be found as of yet. Why don't you tell the good people what the authorities suspected at this point? <laughs> well, I think at this point, uh, the authorities suspected what all of us are suspecting. Chris, uh, you think Billy had something to do with this? I say, Chris, you think Billy had something to do with this? I don't know, Bill. Did you? <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm a Billy Whacker. <laughs> Did you do it, Bill? <laughs> um, I have to say, my e- even though uh, this harassing being so ongoing and repeated and that it would seem that maybe that was a potential just the way things have been happening i don't think so but he could have you know some mental issues going on who knows but they they don't mention anything they've been together for 48 fucking years so it's like you would have to look into their history is there any history of physical or mental abuse and whatnot which i mean that's just an idea that people come to speculate but i'm with you i really don't think that he would have done it. I mean, it'd be kind of fucking weird. And like when you're inter- when they interview him on Unsolved Mysteries, he seems very fucking persuasive in the fact that he didn't do it. Like he's just saying, he goes, they're trying to scare us out of this house and make us sell the house or whatever. He goes, and mm-hmm. I'll stay here and fight till the end. I'm wondering if it's somebody that wanted that fucking property and wanted to get them the fuck out of there. That's what I'm thinking because a couple reasons. First off, in terms of the accusations against him, uh, which Dorothy also denied, but you know, the pounding in the middle of the night, like obviously Dorothy would have to realize if she if Bill was in bed with her when the pounding was going on against that. <laughs> he had a foot he had, he had his foot on the side of the fucking bed. <laughs> just kicking the wall. Uh I, I would I would hope that she would know that he wasn't involved. I'm sure if anyone would know, it'd be Dorothy, because she was around for all these attacks and for the calls and stuff. So this couple, they've grown up in this town, so they've probably been in this house for a long time. So if if somebody wanted this house and the most persistent son of a bitch ever because we're eight years of constant harassment and and attacks i mean jesus but like you know how those old timers get too they don't want to fucking leave oh yeah they're not going anywhere i mean kudos to them for not giving up or, or leaving the house but this seems exactly like what was the case for whatever reason this person i think wanted this house or they wanted or they knew somebody locally maybe maybe who knows maybe the neighbors or something well this, and uh yeah you know and it, it suspicion fucking mounts with uh the next incident that happened so bill and dorothy and their kids and the in-laws they finally get together and like we're gonna start staying up late we're gonna keep an eye on the fucking house all night long see what fucking happens so and it's funny they actually use the term walkie talkies so they leave Dorothy inside with a family member and they have walkie talkies (laughs) that pair with uh, Bill and some other family members that are across the street at a neighbor's driveway apparently as you know their uh, witness their eyewitness account goes that they started to hear the fucking slamming on the side of the house they parlay this information on a walkie-talkie bill and the other guys come fucking running over and uh like fucking david blaine this fucking guy's <laughs> gone nowhere to be fucking found nothing there or is there chris well there was a little note so how oh how 
did he slip through their fingers? <laughs> Leaving a note this time that says, get the message. Now that, to me, is crystal clear in saying that they want, this person wants this couple out of the house. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> what I want to know is how this person, and maybe there was a little, uh, hmm, tension in the family. Well, that's my guess, Chris, is that, you know, maybe this note was placed there prior to the setup of this event. Because it looked like it was found between the planks on a deck, you know, so it was kind of like protruding through that. If the instance occurred the way that they're saying, and they're keeping such a strong eye on this fucking house, it had, at least in my view, be someone that was involved with this stakeout. Can you imagine if the fucking guy was under the deck the whole time Holy and he shit. the note through? He's been living there the whole time? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> fucking freaky. Or living uh, in the fucking basement or some shit? Something crazy like that. Oh man, that's fucking scary. That is some something that would happen in the middle of a fucking nowhere town in Ohio. Anyway, this note slips through their fingers, somehow gets past everybody, and uh, this apparently was the last incident. You're right, Chris. This is the fucking end of it. At least this is the end of the harassment that's reported. Because as we come to find out, roughly five years later, unfortunately, with bad news, uh, Bill passed away. And um, Dorothy, apparently, and I mean, I've looked everywhere, and I could not find any more reports of her having been harassed after, well, one, after that last message that said, get the message, and then again after Bill's death. So apparently she was at least able to live out the last of her years in peace. At least we could fucking hope. Because uh, Dorothy ended up passing away on July 22nd of 2010. So she made it quite a fucking ways, you know. But uh, yeah, dude, they both fucking died without getting resolution to this. And no, there was no, no closure to this fucking case. Never got an answer as far as who or what was causing the fucking problem. Now, Chris, uh, why don't we get into what we think fucking happened? Now, buddy, I'm going to ask you uh, tonight, I'm going to ask you to put on your dancing shoes first. Why don't you tell us what you think? <laughs> oh, no. well, when you put it that way. <laughs> so let's start by saying that the most popular theory from the police department is that a neighbor or family member was behind this nine-year harassment. I'm assuming the only way that somebody could get all the information on changed numbers and being able to basically repeatedly do this harassment, obviously having to be local because it happened nine years straight. So they're thinking that's the case. And now what I am thinking... Lay it on us, but don't hesitate. <laughs> something along those lines. Either someone involved in the police department... Or, if not their direct neighbor, someone in the neighborhood that perhaps wanted the house, they wanted to live there, and they thought that they found an elderly couple that had been in the house for a long time and maybe thought that they could persuade them to get out, so they chose this old couple. I mean, it could have been anyone, right? Why this couple? Maybe because they had been in the house for so long and they were you know, older, they, they didn't want to take any chances, so they thought that this couple would be a good candidate to try to scare out, and it didn't work. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I could definitely see that, because now that you say that, you know, I'm thinking about the cheaper but will do 
That could be in reference to the fucking house itself, now that you mention that. But this definitely, in my eyes, has to be an inside job. And I would venture to guess that it was someone involved in that fucking stakeout. You know, or at least someone that knew it was going down that night. Because if it wasn't someone that was directly involved with that fucking stakeout, and I would love to have all the names and the people that were actually there that night helping out because how did this go completely unnoticed you know there, there's just it makes no sense that somebody was able to get to the fucking house pound on the fucking door leave a little message and run away without leaving any fingerprints again no evidence left behind not even a hair a, a fiber of fucking clothing nothing so i think this was 100 percent an inside job and i don't think bill did it and i don't think that dorothy set up this hoax herself because i from all accounts, they don't have a track record of uh, this type of behavior prior to this, you know? I mean, these are two old people that have been married for 48 fucking years living in the same house. You know, this guy's a, a retired vet. Dorothy seems to be a sensible older woman. I mean, they all seem to be decent fucking people. So there had to be something to gain by the person that is fucking doing this. But the question then becomes, Chris, what was it? And what did they have that someone could want? And that would be the house. So I think you're on to something, bud. The other thing to think about is the original, what we're assuming is the original harasser who came in to use the phone. Oh, I and, forgot about that fucking guy. Yeah, so this this person was described as mid-20s, blonde hair, blue eyes. Now, I don't think they got a description of the second time uh, that she got cracked over the head. No, because that took place outside in the dark. Obviously, I'm assuming that this that person was the same person that did the first attack. But was the person that used the phone legitimate and actually did leave and somebody else came in and hit her in the back of the head? Why show your face? I don't know. It, it would make sense to me that he that the person who came in, that person that, that she described, was part of... Maybe he wasn't the one that hit her in the back of the head... But going into the house to look at the house would make sense to me because maybe he wanted to take a look on inside and see if it was... Well, that's crazy, too, because the more people you have involved, especially as years go on, the harder it is for people to keep their fucking mouths shut. So this had to be a pretty fucking in-depth plan for people to keep their fucking mouths shut for all these years, you know? So maybe that guy was part of it. I don't know, but I definitely think that this was uh, an inside job. That would be my fucking guess. Yeah, I mean, how... I just don't... They get... got the fucking phone numbers. You remember, yeah. they had changed them at various amounts of times. They were all unlisted. You know, they knew when Bill wasn't going to be home because the both attacks took place when Bill was not at home and Dorothy was there by herself, obviously making herself more vulnerable. Dorothy should have had that revolver in her... A blast freaking... them. Fuck yeah. With a shirt that says, fuck around and find out. <laughs> don't fuck with Granny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. But... Fucking lit up. Chris, I, I mean, uh, that's it, man. What else can we say? Uh, this had to be, uh, you know... Uh, it is a cold case. Still to this day, there were, has been no uh, resolve to this fucking case, brother. I mean, there's no conclusion. There's nothing we can even add to it that hasn't already been added. <laughs> I mean, what new information do we ever bring to light? <laughs> nothing. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It is an interesting fucking case of, uh, as they say in the movies, who done it. Uh, and I'm sure somewhere, someone knows the answer, but they're not telling yet. 
Oh, man. Crazy. Very crazy. But that's it, Chris. I mean, I'm fucking dead tired. I'm, I'm Again, I'm here talking in this room by myself. It's 5,000 fucking degrees. My eyes are closed. My hand to God, my eyes are fucking closed. I'm, cl- my eye- I'm falling asleep as I'm regurgitating this fucking <laughs> weekly nonsense to you. Okay. So I'm going to just do it and we'll get the fuck out of here because we still got to do this stupid fucking skit before we uh, get out of here for the night. So uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can write us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at Between the Cracks Podcast. And also, Chris, I wanted to let the good people know I don't know how to do this Patreon shit. It, it's just, it, it's too fucking much for me to be downloading shit and doing all this. But I have opened up our PayPal and you can contact us there at btcpod2020 at Gmail. And if you want to, feel free to make a small donation to the show because it's going to go to our equipment and all the shit we're going to need moving forward. Because actually, I wanted to say that Chris and I, I think by next week or the week after, we'll officially be booking our stay at the Shanley Hotel for our Halloween spook SP-double-O-K-tacular. Yeah, we're staying overnight in a haunted house, Chris. If we can last. (laughs) That's right, buddy. You are. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, if you want to fucking donate, donate. Loosen the purse strings. You know, that's fine. But more importantly than donating... I beg of you, leave five fucking stars in the Apple Podcast app. Um, oh, no. Was that your tummy? <laughs> All right. So with that said, Chris and I bid you the fondest. Oh, farewells. And be careful who comes a-knocking on your door. Jesus, Chris. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, something to startle everybody. <laughs> All right, so that's 65 minutes. Let's do this fucking skit and get the fuck out of here. This is going to have to be this, this is going to have to be edited out. This is awful. Fuck, what the fuck did I say? What was the last thing I said? Here goes the stupid fucking fireworks again. God, I mean, this is just beating a dead horse at this point. (laughs) Uh, How the fuck did I want to phrase that? So, (coughs) Oh, God. Hold on, Chris. God, I sound very aggressive tonight, don't I, Chris? I'm very tired.